Okay, recording. And um, any, anything else before we start? Uh, no. Your mouth looks pretty. Let's fuck it. <laughs> I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Adjust those bunny ears. Don't touch that dial, because what time is it, Jay? It's time for Sitcom My Face. I'm Jay. That's Nick. And this week, what are we talking about, pal? This week, we're talking about News Radio. News Radio is a, a brilliant show. Go watch it. All right, good night, everybody. That's all we need to say. <laughs> Woohoo! Thanks! <laughs> shut, shut the mics off, bro. <laughs> but first no. <laughs> but first let, let, let's actually talk about the shit <laughs> how was your uh, how was your week my friend ah uh, not not bad although uh like my you know, like my every uh muscle in my body is aching <laughs> because i went bowling the other night with uh people from the job bowling will get you bro bowling is one of those sports i hesitate to call it a sport but i guess it's a sport yeah it's I, one I, of I those that will it will hit those <laughs> muscles that you forget you don't use yeah yeah <laughs> So especially when you're a fat guy like us, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're used to smacking the balls around, but... Um, <laughs> but, you, but not the bowling ball. <laughs> you, you go in there, you stick your finger in that sexy, juicy hole, and yeah, you get done, and you go, oh, I got weird mu muscle aches that I forgot. <laughs> Although, are you a good bowler? Like, are you a professional, like... Uh, no, no, I don't I don't have the, uh, the, the massive hook. Like, I'm sort of, like, straight with a slight hook, you know? I used to go with my uh, stepbrother a lot when I was young, and he was fucking good. He wouldn't even use the holes, you know? He'd just hold it in his fucking hand and just, whoof, like, whip it, and it would have a perfect curve oh, every time. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I, I, go, I know what people the that have that bold like that. I, I don't understand it, but, oh, my now God. Now, me, uh, <laughs> I, I can't even do the, um, I guess, the, the underhand, right? Yeah. I would, in order to keep the ball straight, the only fucking thing I've ever been able to do is I, for the listeners who can't see me right now, I keep my thumb down, kind of like a fucking talon, a claw. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I throw it this way. Oh, my God. Flip my wrist up. And if, I can always keep my thumb straight, and I'll usually do pretty well that way. But I can't, yeah, I, I can't I, I, do I would, the underhand. I would underhand. be afraid of breaking my thumb that way. <laughs> No, you do. If you do it too much, you do feel it in the top of your wrist a little bit. But okay, you know, usually you know, two hours, you're all right. But Jesus, I've never been good at the the real way of bowling. I don't get it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like again, the the professional with the hook. Nah, ain't gonna happen. When you can completely ignore the thumb holes, I'm like, you're a, you're a fucking alien, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, where the fuck you're coming from? It's like, you know, go down the lane uh, with with the little uh, twinkle toes like uh, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> so I sent you a link to a review we got. I want to mention this real quick. Mm -hmm. Okay, this so. This goes back to our Amos and Andy episode. Our Amos and Andy episode. I wondered if we would get any flack for this, and it wasn't exactly the flack I thought we would get. But someone uh, left a comment, a review, on one of the platforms that our podcast is available. Mm -hmm. 
the way I read it, I don't know how if this is how you read it, but basically it was like, these guys don't know shit. They're just watched it and talked about it kind of thing. <laughs> well, like, yeah, almost yeah, expected that, that, that us kind to... of the, 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 the whole process of this, we are watching things, you know, some of them you and I have never watched before. <laughs> so this, the, this, this person in this, in this review seemed to think that we need to be a professional on every show that we talk about, which is one right. completely that, that we impossible. <laughs> right. You need to know everything about every show you ever discuss from this day forth, Nick. Okay. I'm leaving oh, this up to you. you. I'm going to completely <laughs> brush it off my shoulder and onto yours. Oh, geez, thanks. Yeah, like, yeah, with all the aches that are on my shoulders right now, that that that's that's fine. They did say something like, "Of course, with two white guys talking about a black show." So it's like, right. but but like, are we not actually- allowed to fucking discuss shows of other co- like? That's incredibly inappropriate, no, that, in my opinion. Yeah. No. And 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 the fact of. You know, if he wants to actually go there, the fact of Amos and Andy, the radio program, was unfo- <laughs> you know, like two Caucasian guys that actually created what a you know, what like, a weird the argument. Characters of it was ours. Amos first. Andy and the Kingfish. <laughs> it was ours first. What a what a weird argument. No, fuck. I mean, no, 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 no. That not not the argument I'm trying to make. But no. So we both yeah. love. We actually both loved the show, from what I recall. Yeah. Right. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk like, shitty shitty of it at all. I don't think. No, but, no, like, I, again, we, we, we said, you know, there's, of course, problematic things to it, like, based on today's standards. Right. But we also went over how this was, like, sort of the breakthrough for, you know, for, for the, like, you know, pe- pe- people of, you know, like, African-American descent. Like, it's like, like uh, not Fred Sanford, Red Fox and uh, uh, Marsha Gibbs. We're, we're talking about... Marla? Uh, Marla Gibbs, yes. Well, we're, we're talking about... Marla, you know, without- Marla, Marla! <laughs> Marla, Marla, Marla. Can't wait till we get the, to that one. You you guess which sitcom it is, though. Um, right in the comments below. <laughs> but like, without the you know the breakthrough of Amos and Andy, it may have like delayed programs like Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, Good Times. A lot of these things would not have come about when they did if we didn't first have and- Amos and Andy. So. And aside from the one or two sentences in this, it was a rather long review, wasn't it, if I remember right? Yes. Aside from those one or two sentences that pointed out the fact that, oh, look at these white guys talking about a black show. First of all, who gives a shit? We're going to talk about a lot of black shows. Sorry, it's going to happen. Two, the main gist of it seemed to be more, oh, I can't believe they they barely know what they're talking about. How dare they watch 10 episodes and then they don't remember every joke. And then they mm. just present it to you like they know everything. We have never once said no. that we are an in-depth review show where we watch the whole thing and discuss it. We have never no. said that. In no, fact, no. I'm pretty sure we've said we just like to watch the shit and laugh and then discuss it. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we enjoy sitcoms. This was the premise of the whole thing from the get-go. We enjoy sitcoms. We, we, we actually want to look back at some of the sitcoms we grew up on. We want to look back at sitcoms that may we may not have uh, watched. Uh, some of the ones that were breakthroughs to the sitcom, uh, sitcom you know, like platform itself. You know, like, you know, like your I Love Lucy's and things like that. So it's it's like, oh, we're, don't watch any show you've never seen before because you need to know more. Like, right. No, we, we cover a different show every episode, basically. So 
it would be right. incredibly impossible to know every detail of every show we watch. Yeah. So let's just put that out there right now. If you're coming here <laughs> thinking that we are experts on any of this, get the fuck out because this is not the show for you. And here's the thing. I'm not an actor. You, you are. But some days. I, I, yeah, <laughs> some days. But um, but at the same point, I don't have like, you know, you know, like a career and all these ins, you know, with the uh, television and Hollywood community. And you know, no, I I actually know actors, yeah, but not like oh, okay, I know the ins and outs and you know every, every, every uh, like uh, juicy gossip story. You know, you know <laughs> uh, you're uh, a roundabout uh, actor because you know actors. <laughs> yeah, but and yeah, you know, except for like you know what I learned on like basically the uh, Gilbert Gottfried's uh, Amazing Colossal podcast. That that's where I actually got more in depth knowledge on some of the things because. Yeah, there you actually had two people with careers in, you know, in um, in, in entertainment, and actually knew a lot of people, and were able to, you know, you know, like get lots of information from the community. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny that someone and they didn't comment in any, any other episode. So I wonder if they came into that one episode like twenty. Right. And just, just were like, when the fuck did I ever say that I was an expert on any of this shit? We just like to watch shit we enjoy, guys. So right. I just wanted to comment on that real quick and be like, know that we're just two schmucks who enjoy laughing in sitcoms and just we watch 10, maybe more once in a while episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about what we saw, what we experienced. If we have a history with the show, that's one thing. Some shows. Right. We come out and we say, I've said it many times. Oh, this show I've I've seen twelve times in my life. Friends right. I've probably watched through five six times in my entire life. I know a little more about that. Amos and Andy? No, I watched those eight or ten episodes and learned everything I I could in that short amount of time. Right. Yeah. We we read. We watched uh, the, uh, that documentary. It's like okay. Yeah. This is how we had to actually glean the information. And constructive criticism is one thing. Like, if you're like, I don't like the presentation style or something, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But it was more like, I can't believe you don't know more about it. So so they're Southerners? (laughs) No, but, you know, again, you're taking it from two guys that love sitcoms. We hope you love sitcoms. Because otherwise, what are you doing here? <laughs> but 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 feel free to hang out, you know. Like for uh... I think they even said in their review, oh, the topic sparked my interest. Mm-hmm. And it was a video. They knew we were two white guys going in. If you if the topic sparked your interest and you turned it on and we're immediately like, I can't believe two white guys are discussing this. Why did you keep listening? <laughs> <laughs> did you get halfway through? Because they got to the part where I was like, oh, I I kind of remember this part of the episode. And then they were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> he don't remember every detail of that thing he was like, talking Kind of remember. How dare he? And then he got upset that we were white. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Kiss my ass, bro. No. It's all right. Keep listening. Keep hitting but anyway, that. I- like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why don't we uh, take a turn to our uh, latest sitcom? No, we're not I, there yet. We gotta. Say we're some, not there yet. Oh, we gotta okay. say some goodbyes to uh, James. Oh, Kahn. yes, James Kahn. Um, Larry Storch. God damn it, Larry Storch. And we we were just actually on. I think it was the last episode of the episode prior talking about. Oh yeah, we gotta watch uh, F Troop. And damn it, Larry, 
I gotta, ah! I gotta cut my fucking tongue out because I swear to God, every time I talk about somebody, I, my grandma used to say, every time I think about somebody, their name shows up in the obituaries. Oh boy! Like her old friends, and she, I wonder what so and so is doing for high school, and she'd be like, oh, next week they were in the obituary. I'm, I have <laughs> oh, her. Oh, so that's what they're doing. I have her fucking. Cur- we're witches in our family, I guess. I don't oh know. damn, damn! <laughs> but James Con uh, on a show that I absolutely loved, um, Las Vegas. I think I've mentioned it on here before. Mm-hmm. He left in the last season, and they brought in Tom Selleck, and then it was canceled on a cliffhanger. NBC, fuck you. Um, but yeah, I love that show. <laughs> I don't know if it really qualifies as a sitcom. We probably won't get to it. Maybe someday we can do a commentary at some point or something. But right, yeah, we we can go off a little bit the the norm and uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Larry Storage, F Troop, F Troop probably will be as we've discussed one of our first shows in season two. Correct. And it was going to be before that anyway, so that's fucked up. But. Uh, also, uh, Tony Cicero from Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos, Paulie Walnuts. Yep. As you said, tough time to be a tough guy. Exactly. Uh, raising hope. There is uh, hope for some of the cast. There, Greg Garcia, the creator, is doing mm-hmm. a new show with Burton, Virginia. The actors are coming back for a new show. You see that? Excellent. I, I, I saw the thing that you sent me, so... They're not playing the same characters, but they are reuniting. The creator right. and the two stars are going to be doing a new show together. So I'm excited about that. Sweet. And uh, Mayberry Man, it, last I checked, was over 50% of its uh, goal. So we're doing good on that as well. Sweet. Go Mayberry, Mayberry Man. Mayberry Man, the series. Check it out on Indiegogo. Now, sir, let's move into our topic of the week. Topic of the week. The topic of the week, again, is news radio. Uh, which ran from March 21st, 95 to May 4th, 99. And that's all I have to say about that. No, <laughs> this is uh, this show. I did not watch when it was on at all. I was really I okay. was too young to appreciate it. OK, um, it was NBC, right? Yes, it was. And and we'll get into some of the issues that Paul Sims had with NBC. The fact that the guy running the network hated his show and would just throw it into random Time, time slots sl- over and over. Uh, Eleven times they had their time slot changed. <laughs> Eleven times. As you said, you know, the, the, the head of programming at NBC did not like them, did not like Paul Sims, did not like the show. Uh, the characters are, are uh, too, uh, not evil, uh, what did he say? Manipulative. <laughs> well, yeah, manipulative and, you know, just like, it's too smart, you know, yeah, the acting is good, but it's like, yeah, the acting is good, but. Well, I will say, so News Radio is a, a workplace comedy. Yes. Basically about running a news radio network. Now, the title doesn't really give you much to work with. It's News Radio. That's kind of the most boring sitcom title you could think yeah. of, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, But you look at this cast, and like I said, this was one I did not this watch is it when it aired. This cast. This is one of the most underrated shows I can mm-hmm. I can talk about with anybody. And it's like, oh, you see news radio? They're like, what the fuck is that? So many people have never heard of this. In fact, I watched a little YouTube kind of thing about the show and how they were talking about how it impacted comedy shows going forward from it, even though it never, I guess, cracked the top 26. Mm-hmm. Like they said, it was never a real hit. I think yeah, critics it, w- it wasn't it. a ratings darling. It was a critical darling. Yeah. But not a ratings hit. You have uh, you have Phil Hartman, who's genius. We know him from The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. Live. Was he already off Saturday Night Live when he was doing this? 
Or was he I, on both at yes, the same no, time? Yeah, no, I, I believe, you know what? I think the end of his tenure was when he began the sitcom. Okay. But, you know, like, it, it almost coincided because then uh, I think it was like 95 when the new cast was brought in. So basically he was already wrapping up with SNL. You have Dave Foley, who we talked about with the Kids in the Hall episode. We, took, yes. we did Death Comes to Town. <laughs> I lo- I think he's perfect for this role. You have, oh, yeah. was, it, was her name, Maura Tierney, who I knew Maura best Tierney. from what, Liar Liar. She was Jim Carrey's ex-wife or whatever in Liar Liar. And, and also uh, many years uh, on the, not sitcom, but ER, the right? drama ER. Yeah. Candy Newton, is that her name? Oh, the the, the one that also <laughs> was Cat on played ER. Catherine. She, yeah, I, was, I thought she did a medical show too. Yeah, yeah, she was also on ER with Maura Tierney. Hmm. You have Jimmy James, played by Stephen Root. Who is freaking phenomenal and funny as hell. He's amazing in everything I've ever seen him in. He is Bill yeah. on King of, uh, King, I almost said King of Queens, King of the Hill. King he of the was, Hill, uh, yep. the, have you seen my stapler in uh, Office Space? Office Space, yes, yes, uh, M- uh, Melvin. Uh, oh, Mil- no, Milton. 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 Not Melvin. Milton. Uh, he was in Kevin Smith's uh, Red State as the sheriff or whatever. Yes, and and also um, a, sh- a show I think I mentioned to you created by Bill Hader from SNL uh, called Barry on HBO now, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic show. And Stephen Root is awesome in that show. Isn't uh, Henry Winkler on there as well? Yes, he is. Hey, hey! I don't have a jukebox to kick right now, but <laughs> uh, who are we missing? Oh, of course, Andy Cock. I mean, Andy Dick. <laughs> yes, Andy Dick. Andy Dick. Um, this is the only thing I've ever liked Andy Dick in. I gotta say, he's got a certain <laughs> he's got a certain charm about him on this show. Yeah, no, I I, I enjoyed him on this show. Not it's, much it's else. Just, it's, it's just in real life he was like annoying, <laughs> a piece of shit. Uh, anyway, Joe Rogan, the right, yes, the the, the podcaster himself. Joe. The Rogan, only reason actually, we're we're talking about news radio is so that we can hashtag uh, Joe Rogan and get all those. Podcast clicks, right? There's yeah, yeah. R- Roganites. I don't know. <laughs> who would have thought though when this show was on? Like he's great on the show, but who would have thought Joe Rogan from News Radio would be the world's fucking biggest podcaster? That's crazy, right? But he's all—he's very funny on this show. Oh yeah, and, and then you had like later on, of course, John Lovitz, like yeah. uh, a- a- after uh, you know F- Phil had passed. So yeah, you had five seasons of the show. I think the first season is pretty short, though. I have the four box sets here, mm-hmm. and the first two seasons are put together in one. Yeah, I, th- I think the first season was a shorter, sh- shorter season. Yeah, two is when I think they went, you know, like uh, full on. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, if you're not familiar with what happened to sweet, sweet Phil Hartman, mm-hmm. he was killed by his fucking wife. Yep. Uh, somewhere in between seasons four and five in real life. So they, of yes. course, wrote him out of the show. And his best friend in real life, I guess, was John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. So I got to say, this show, I don't know if you watched the one, right? The first one after he died. No, I, I, I didn't get to that one. And I was, I, I, I was afraid to watch it because, yeah. Well, we've watched Eight Simple Rules. We talked about how that show handled his death. Um, yes. We haven't done the Connors or Roseanne yet, but nope. they handled that fucking terribly. Even though Roseanne didn't really die, they killed her character off on the show. Mm-hmm. Rose- the Connors decided to just skip ahead, kind of, oh, 
all right, it's been a month or whatever. Now we're over it. And they never really <laughs> went back right. to discuss it too much. Eight Simple Rules did the opposite. They just cried about it for 20 episodes. Basically, This yeah. show does it fucking right, Nick. This show handles his death funny and poignant mm-hmm. and sweet. And it's got just enough. We always talk about the heart is great if you do it right. Yeah. This show handled this so well. I was going to say, you don't want to overdo and just make it a sappy or, oh, it's all about us now. It's like, no, no, no. It's about the person that passed. It sucks when you're on Eight Simple Rules and John Ritter dies and America and the fucking world loves him. But you know you're a comedy show, right? You don't sit there and cry about it for 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. That just kills all momentum and joy of your show. News Radio did this thing where they just come back from the funeral and it's still loaded with jokes. Like they're talking about Dave Foley did a terrible eulogy and he's like, man, that fucking, that really sucked. Right. And then they kind of make it a joke about, yeah, he's like, you're right. He's always, it, even Bill would say it sucked. And so he thinks it's a compliment the whole time. Mm. He's like, that eulogy really sucked. He goes, thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks. And they're like, no, really? It really sucked. <laughs> you got Andy Dick's character, Matthew, who is going, um, he's not dead. I read his book. He talks about how he's going to run away one day and fake his death and all this, this, that, you know. <laughs> so he's like in denial. But um, there's a great moment when you do get to the heart where he hands out these notes that he had, in case anything happens to me, here's a note for everybody. And you kind of learn a little bit about his relationship with everyone. But uh, Maura Tierney's character is just like, Man, I really wish I got to see you naked. My biggest regret in life is not getting to see you naked. It's all about... To- <laughs> and Andy Dick's like, are you sure that's not mine? And she goes, it's for me, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even when they're doing the heart bit, it's so good. And like it gets mm-hmm. to... Um, they brought back uh, Candy Newton for that episode because she had already left the show. Right, right. I think she left, what, after the third season? Something like that? Uh, yeah, during the... F- oh, no, it was... Uh, yeah, during the fourth season is where she actually so it's during the fourth season she takes the uh the job offer in london but then we learn in her note they're they're all going around like oh let's read them aloud and she goes i don't know mine's kind of personal and they're like no it's fine like we all read it out loud and it's talking about how they slept together and he goes sleeping with you was the greatest thing in my life until you learn they actually (laughs) hooked up it was kind of funny yeah but, but which actually if you watch the second episode it actually kind of comes full circle because they, <laughs> be, be, because uh, you know, his character, you know, um, Bill uh, McNeil, actually mentions that to to Dave and Lisa. <laughs> he mentions that he slept with her before. Yeah, that that they had a, like a, a um, you know office romance. Office romances don't you know aren't good. You know they don't last. You know, <laughs> I have so, seen this whole show probably four or five times. And, and- what, I, I found the first DVD set the day it was released. It was back in high school when I used to go buy everything that came out that I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 16, you have your first job, and you go, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. So this is a show I just definitely discovered on DVD, and I've definitely watched it numerous times since then. It's so it's very smart. You mentioned uh, critics loved it because they said it was very smart. Correct. The network, I guess, didn't want smart. They had, Look at some of the other things they were airing at this time. Yep. <laughs> it's... It's actually amazing how smart it feels considering how many shows open with Andy Dick falling over something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like you have all these incredibly cerebral jokes 
and then the opening always ends with Andy Dick falling over. It's almost like a, <laughs> almost like a. Okay, we'll give something to the idiots. You know, like like uh, did, uh, did you see the episode where uh, where where they're having uh, Lauren Graham is on? She's she's doing the uh, the the, uh, the assessment of when they get fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Andy Dick gets fired, and uh, what you, what you call it? Uh, Phil Hartman's like. You know, like, I'll, I'll take the place of Matthew. That was Andy Dick's character. And he, he does the fall over in the chair. <laughs> or like, you know, like when they're sitting around having a meeting. <laughs> He's got some great physical comedy. It's almost like I wish I didn't know more about him watching mm-hmm. this. Because it's really hard to like him, but the character you do like, you know? Yeah. You go, I know this guy's a fucking touchy, grabby, creepo, yeah. piece of shit, drug addict. And I saw something real recently where he's... He's got some guy, or I don't know if he's, I hope he's not still in this situation, but some guy has kind of got a live webcam on him, like he's a fucking animal, and like they just, oh, people, God. people just watch him fuck his life up all day long, and. Oh, jeez, was it the Truman Show? What's, basically, what's it's the fucking Andy Dick show, and he's just sitting there getting drunk, and Oof. It, it looks like he's living on a fucking futon and shit, you're like, Jesus Christ, bro. Uh, you ever heard good. Joe Rogan talk about him? He's like, man, there's two Andy Dicks, and when he's drinking and on drugs, He's the worst human being ever, but when he's not, he's a sweetheart, and he'll do anything for you. But that's the problem, is you never know which Andy Dick you're going to get. Mm. It's been discussed on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I think Lovitz has talked about it, that Andy Dick, I think, actually gave the drugs and shit to Phil's wife the night that she killed him. Oh, my God. Okay, see, I never heard that uh Part of the story. Uh, I think she was a recovering addict herself, and Andy. So, well, what what bets to give her? Give her then. Uh... Andy supplied her with some shit, and that was when shit happened. And I know, I think Lovitz and them him him had all got into a fight at some point over it once he joined the show, and basically they they all blamed him for Phil's death. Damn! Wow! Crazy shit. So you can yeah, see how I don't think any of them are very close to him anymore. Yeah, I guess not. Based on that. But uh, I know there's an episode of Rogan, I think, where he talked about it. Okay. And I I haven't uh, checked that out. But, yeah. So what would you think when when Lovitz took over the show? Did you enjoy him on there? He had already guest starred multiple times before that. Like, I, you know, he he was good. But there was still, to me, that longing for, you know, Phil's character. Like, Mm -hmm. there was just something boisterous and... You never knew what he was going to be doing. They say on the show he died uh, watching TV of a heart attack. Right. He was just home watching TV and fell over. Be really weird if they were like, hey, he was murdered by his fucking wife. Like, that, that would be fucked up. It's like, with, with drugs, supplied by Matthew. <laughs> yeah. And then Matthew just falls over like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Look at me. One thing that we always like to talk about, the theme. What do you think about the theme on this one? I never minded the theme. The funny thing is, if you listen to the audio commentaries on the DVDs, um, they hate it. The creators hated it. The actors hated it. They were oh, always wow. like, it was one of those, it sounded like it was a placeholder, and then yeah. they just never changed it. it. It just seemed like it wasn't the most complex theme. It was just kind of, yeah. Or some shit like that. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's like, okay, let's do some things typical. Uh, yeah, and like you said, placeholder. 
No, that just became the theme. It's not, yeah, it's not really memorable, but yeah, um, I didn't listen to the commentaries for this, but I've listened to them multiple times before, and I remember the show creator even going like, yeah, it was, we just kind of put it there, and we always assumed we would change it, and then season two happened, and we were like, are we going to do it? And we're like, eh, we don't really yeah. have time. So then it just kind of stayed point. there. But later, um, I don't know if you noticed it in any of the ones you watched, I think it was like four seasons four and five they kind of started using the opening more as, like, a part of the episode, like, a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, the episode where Andy gets fired, did you see the one right after that where he just shows back up at the office? And uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave's like, Joe, get him out of here, you know? And the, they use the opening theme song where um, Joe Rogan just carries Andy Dick out and throws him in the trash on the road. And then the opening song is playing and he's just trying to get out of the trash can or whatever. <laughs> so eventually they did kind of play with it but yeah none of them liked it they hated yeah, it more I, than okay, i did that, that, that i didn't know but th th this is the insanity behind it the the man that created that theme song was uh mike post mike post is actually known for creating a couple of theme songs the rockford files i don't know how familiar you are with the i've never seen it but i know of it oh great g great great show uh james garner but the theme song from that was actually a top hit, a Billboard top hit. That's Can you how sing good. It? How's it go? What's? It's like. Is there words in it? Da, da, da. No. Oh, interesting. Now, it, it's 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 all uh, instrumental, but it was an actual Billboard uh, uh, hit at the time. That when was the last time a fucking instrumental song was a top Billboard hit? That's got to be right. There's some trivia. Someone answer that question for me. <laughs> um, that just doesn't happen anymore. He, he also did the uh, theme song for Magnum P.I., L.A. Law, Hill Street Blues, NYPD Blue, Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, and the A-Team. <laughs> and none of them have words, do they? Uh, no. no, no I, don't think a single, I don't think a single one of those have. I was listening to the titles. I'm like, yeah, no, the, no the, They're all instrumental uh, themes, hmm. but... Some of them are very well known. Yeah. So yeah, some of them are very well known theme songs, except news radio. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I never minded it, and I I remember hearing that commentary, and I almost every commentary, I think they just kind of joke about the song when it plays. They're like, oh, eh, wow. like they just kind of, I remember them mocking it almost in the commentaries. <laughs> like oh, it's. Like, it's not catchy at all. Here it is, the fucking news radio theme song. Yeah. God. Now, now also, just to go into a little bit, we were saying, the guy, the guy that created the show was Paul Sims. Mm-hmm. He actually got his start writing for Late Night with David Letterman. Oh, okay. The, the, the old, you know, like uh, the NBC uh, iteration right. there. The later, later mm. one, before he moved to CBS. Right. And then... Uh, what you he he wrote for the Larry Sanders show. Mm -hmm. He's directed and produced Flight of the Concords and um, the more recent show Atlanta. And I've never heard of that the, one. And the the, the, the crazy uh, part is he's actually a writer and executive producer on What We Do in the Shadows, <laughs> the show that I love. That I was saying. yeah. I've had several people tell me I got to watch that show, and I like I, th yeah, I think it's on Hulu, so I will be watching that eventually. Definitely watch that show. It is freaking hysterical, and yeah, I was surprised that okay, well he he's still at it, and wow, okay, yeah, he's had some notable other shows here. 
Yeah, we'll probably be doing. I, we, I think we discussed doing Larry Sanders soon, didn't we? Yes. Yes, we, so, we Season we did. two, and we might hit that one. I have the DVD box set. It's probably on HBO Max, though, I would think. I, I would think so, being that was an, an HBO. Uh, an HBO joint. There was a great uh, Gary Shandling doc that what Judd Apatow did. I think it was oh, on HBO. Cool. I, I got to check that one out. Like I, I, I've, I've told you before, I actually liked his old Fox uh, sitcom, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Gary Shandling show. Yeah, I think Judd Apatow was like a good friend of his. I think he was kind of like a mentor figure to him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I believe I have heard that, but I didn't know that Apatow actually made a, uh, a doc uh, about that. What was that movie he did where he was an alien? What planet are you from or something? I remember that. <laughs> oh, God. When I was a kid, that was my only exposure to fucking Gary Shandling was that some <laughs> random shitty comedy where he played an alien with him and... Uh, should Oof. I forget who... Uh, who was the wife Who was the wife from American Beauty? It oh, was um, Kevin Spacey's wife? It was her. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, oh, what the hell is her name? Comment below. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the the show itself, you 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 have Dave Foley, who who's the new news director. And did you watch the uh, the the pilot? I didn't rewatch it this time, but I've seen it where he has to fire his own um, predecessor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes in like, congratulations, you got the job, but you have to fire the guy who came before you. <laughs> and and the person telling him that is Jimmy James, played by Stephen Root, who's mm-hmm. like an eccentric bill- uh, billionaire. And he just like, just likes buying the you know, like you know he's got the the news station there. He he decided the one day to go out and buy a hockey team. I feel like <laughs> Just Shoot Me owes a lot to this show. I I could see that actually. Like George Seagal's character is very similar to Jimmy James. Yes, yes, I I definitely can see that. And George Seagal was was great on Just Shoot Me, but you know I I will actually give the edge to to Stephen Root. He is just a funny freaking guy i don't even feel like he was that old on this show he i think he's i I think he's his persona seems older than he actually was yes yes i I don't know like yeah how old uh let's see he is now let's see he was born in 51 he's 70 right now so yeah now so okay so going back to uh, almost you know so he was like maybe 40s yeah yeah, he was in his 40s when, you know, pl- playing this, you know, billionaire owner. Yeah, he's very, he's so good on this show. Oh, my God. Just the fast talking, <laughs> like, my shit don't stink and you're going to do what I say. But also, like, he cares about his staff. Yes, he, he cares about them. But he also is like kind of like he likes to like micromanage and also kind of give them life lessons or, or whatever advice. It's like. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Which is the funniest part is that he talks about all these things he owns, but he's mm. always at this fucking little radio station. He's always at WNYX just giving shit. And it's like, <laughs> why don't you go handle any of your other fucking business? Exactly. Yeah. It's like if, you, if you're this, you know, like, you know, ultra wealthy uh, guy that you know owns all these other ventures, it's like, shouldn't you be there, too? <laughs> <laughs> nope. He spends all of his fucking time in this little fucking news radio office. And, and I love and how they 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 made a joke in one of the last episodes too about maybe we should listen to our own shows so we know what the fuck we're broadcasting because there's it's a news radio where you always see someone in the back on the radio mm-hmm. we should probably monitor what the hell is going over the air at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of him not leaving the uh, you know the office a lot, 
Did you uh, watch the episode where um, uh, Joe, played by Joe Rogan, uh, devises that box, basically like a Wi-Fi headset? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. Go on vacation fishing. Yeah, and still talk to everybody. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, you got Joe Rogan playing Joe and Dave Foley playing Dave. So I want. I wonder if they were written for them. I can't remember if they mentioned that in the commentaries or not. Or if it just was a coincidence, because... Actually, you know what? There was a different guy in the pilot, I think, the first yes. pilot. That yes. wasn't and, Joe and Rogan, right? It wasn't Joe Rogan. Yeah, And right. the character's name was different, too. He, it was Rick, who was played by Greg Lee. And here's an interesting uh, uh, bit of uh, trivia. The person that was originally cast to play Joe... Oh, it was Ray Romano, right? was Ray Romano. <laughs> I remember that in the commentary track, yeah. Which... Like, looking back, I'm glad he wasn't because Everybody Loves Raymond would not have you know, come around or would have come around much later. Well, and not to mention, this character would have suffered being another another neurotic, shy kind of... Yep. If, if I'm assuming he would play a Ray Romano type because he wouldn't have played the Joe Rogan type, which no. is, is even funnier if you listen to Joe's show now and you know how he's into... UFOs and all that shit and uh yeah yeah conspiracy theories conspiracies and this character is all about all of that shit which is great yeah yeah no, basically the character of Joe is in a lot of ways Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he's great he's great with Andy's character Matthew and it's so funny yes. knowing how much they disliked each other Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, almost and, and, every time he smacks Andy or pushes him down or something, plays a prank on him, you can really see that devilish glow. Like he really wanted to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I remember the one episode. You know, like uh, Ma- Matthew is like, you know, asking Dave. It's like, you know, is is Joe mad at me? Is is there something wrong? Is it? And like, because Joe is just giving him every once in a while this like stare, <laughs> like yeah, like uh, like daggers. And it's just actually Joe is just like annoyed you know, at him just you know f- for Matthew being Matthew and 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 being around him all the time. <laughs> did you watch the uh, the Y two K episode? No, I did not. There was a one of the best Joe episodes that I revisited today. Was he's warning everyone? He's like, uh, guys, the you guys heard of this Y two K thing? He goes, I have this whole network set up in the office, so everything's kind of connected. And he's like, so I got to do some things before your computers uh, go down on the 12th or the twelfth or whatever the hell fuck day he says. And they're like, uh, today is the 12th. And he goes, oh, crap. And like one of the computers behind him just like explodes. <laughs> and he's like, what the heck? I thought you said they were just going to go down. And, he, and I guess it was actually 99 when they shot the episode. But he goes, yeah. no, I went by Jesus's actual birthday. I have the... <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? He wasn't born today, you know, 2,000 years ago. He goes, oh, I have a birth certificate that begs to differ, you know? <laughs> so everything in the office is just going wrong. Like, lights are just breaking, and, like, uh, Jimmy pulls out the coffee pot, and the whole building powers down, and he goes, plug that back in! He puts the coffee pot back in. <laughs> and There's a great bit where uh, it was it was the age of pagers, kids. If you have to go Google what a pager is. Yeah, Pager, beeper, yeah. He runs in with a box and he goes, everyone, quick, give me your pager. Quick, quick, quick. And they all throw it in. And he goes, Matthew, hurry up. And he goes, Matthew just goes like this. <laughs> you just hear like a <laughs> pop. And he goes, 
Ooh, that tickles. <laughs> like it exploded in his pocket. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But if you didn't live through the the Y2K scare, it was so funny. I remember my, my dad's girlfriend was like filling up the sinks and the bathtubs full of water because she thought the fucking water was going to stop working. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, now here here's the funny thing. You, you, you know what profession I'm in, right? IT, right? Yep. Yeah, Y2K. That was that was a fun uh, year. You know what profession I'm in? TIT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People think the year 2000. I want to get this straight because I'm sick of this shit. I want to hear your opinion here, Nick. Mm-hmm. So what was the last year of the 80s? The last year of the I'm 80s. I'm just giving okay. you an example. You're going by the calendar, my friends. Okay, fuckers, listen to me. What was okay. what was the last year of the 80s? Okay, now this is the twisted thing. If you if you're just going by the eight part of it, that would be eighty nine. But if you're going by the eighties, you know, like when you started, you know, like the calendar, it starts with one. Thank then it would actually you. Thank be you, Nick. Thank you for fuck's sake. <laughs> How many times do you gotta tell these fucking idiots that the first year wasn't zero? It was one. <laughs> Count to ten, motherfuckers. Do you start at zero or do you start at one? One, exactly. How many times do I got to hear like, oh, new decade sale? And it's like, the fu- no, bitch. It doesn't start at zero. That, 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 that's why I'm saying. If you're going just by the, the prefix number, yeah, okay, uh, 89. But yeah, if you're going by the, the end of the decade, oh, well, yeah, that technically that's 90. <laughs> The fucking that 2020 shit. I was hearing it again. Like, oh, fucking new decade. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. But all these things are having, you know, new decade sales and stuff. And I'm like, so thank you. I'm glad we settled this. If you're listening <laughs> there, there to this, if you, if you think that fucking zero is the first year of anything, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, just to confuse you, uh, have you ever been to Europe? No. Okay, well, fuck Europe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should you should go. Like I, I used to work for a Swiss company, and in Switzerland, go go to like a hotel or you know some building, take the elevator, and see what 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 uh is the ground floor fl- zero? What floor you're on? Yes, ground floor zero. One, two, three, four, and if they have like a sub thing, it's negative one, negative two. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, though. I'm playing on my Switch right now. I'm playing uh, uh, Agatha Christie mystery game. Oh. It's all about solving the mysteries. But I think they're in, like, France or something in this one. Okay. And a lot of the objectives will say, like, oh, go to the first floor to find this. The first floor in the game is always actually the sec- what we would call the second floor. Right. <laughs> so they have, like, I think they just call it ground floor and then first floor. Got it. But, I mean, everywhere you go in America, the first floor is the ground is floor. Ground floor. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, the, j- j- just like the whole, you know, like the 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 uh, the, the decade itself. Yeah. The, this is also a, uh, <laughs> a a conversation to have with uh, European friends. <laughs> well, I'm glad you agreed with me, though, because um, if you had said the other, I would defriend you and never do the show with you again. Because... Uh, <laughs> That is just one of those things that I just cannot accept. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I can't handle that level of stupid, Nick. Anyway. Um, no, no, no. Well, what well, were some of your favorite episodes you watched? Okay. Some of the funniest things came from, what's his name? Uh, Sims dealing with the NBC uh, 
you know, uh, programming uh, group there. Like, the whole thing, NBC wanted a new, as Cheers had the relationship, the on again, off again, will they, won't they, of Sam and Diane. Oh, yeah. They wanted that. So, in the second episode. <laughs> Have them fuck the, right up top. Yep. Yep. Dave and Lisa. <laughs> fifth, yeah, like, they, 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 they're at it. <laughs> I, that little uh, doc I watched too it was a really short one on. I'll share it on our Facebook page actually it was a little YouTube Excellent. thing it's like six minutes long or something but they, they even said that when the network came to them um, they wanted to have like a theme night so all their shows it was going to be like three weddings and a funeral or something yep and they were stuck with the funeral one so yeah oh well yeah oh, oh, let's see if we are on the same page yes they wanted a funeral episode so what did sims give us but rat a rat funeral, funeral. <laughs> yeah. yeah which was freaking hysterical yeah. that everyone in the office just love mike the rat you know this, <laughs> this little rat that would he he he, he was like white with a little cut-off tail, and he had a little black racing stripe <laughs> down the side, and he would poke his head out every once in a while, and you know, <laughs> look, looking for a little thing to eat. And of course, the beginning of the episode, Dave is going over with you know the, the facilities guy on you know like you know it's like oh, okay cleaning up everything, and of course you know laying out rat traps. He realizes how special Mike is to everyone. Uh, I'll clean up the traps, and all of a sudden you hear at that point, <laughs> they got Mike. <laughs> yeah. This is another one of those shows we talk about character shows and uh, story shows. This is a very wonderful character show. These characters oh, play together much. so well. These little, these little quips and stuff that don't even feel as much like jokes as they do mm -hmm. feel like real people interacting in such a funny way. Yeah. Like, Every like, once like in a while you'll get the big weird episode. Like this yeah. show has this show has like the Titanic episode where they like re reenact the Titanic <laughs> sinking, which I think was actually the last one that Phil Hartman got to do, and it ends with him oh, talking wow. about someone on the show dying, which was kind of weird. Oh, that's ooh. they did the space episode where they like in space pods in the future or some shit. But yeah, the Titanic <laughs> one ends with kind of Phil talking right to the camera, sitting in a chair. Going like, um, we're not really dead, folks. That was just a show we did, blah, blah, blah. And they, all the rest of the cast comes over. He goes, come over here. And they're like, he goes, wait a minute, where's Beth? And they're like, oh, she's off working on her movie career. And he goes, oh, where's, I think he said, where's Dave or something? They go, oh, Dave actually drowned in that last scene. They're like, okay, only one of us died this episode. We'll be oh, back, wow. like, we'll be back next season or whatever. And then that's, right, that's the last thing he got to do. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Another uh, good episode, like um, early, was the smoking episode. Is that when he's smoking in the booth? Oh yeah, well, yeah, well, like we'll, we'll get to him smoking in the booth. But basically, you know, it's like, oh, okay, th this was around the time when s smoking indoors started becoming the faux pas, and like a, a lot of businesses started putting aside smoking areas. And, was uh, that bigger out by you guys back then than it was? Like, I feel like Michigan took a long time to adapt that. Well, you know what? I think uh, around here, we did have that. It's like, okay, the smoking areas. But then, like, when it came to actually going out to restaurants and that, it it hit a little later than okay. that. Like, New York City actually, like, hit it first. 
I was going to say, People, restaurants and bars here didn't quit that until maybe uh, 2013 or something. 2012. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, you know, it was earlier uh, for us, but yeah, it was like New York took the uh, first step. New York City took the first step. Well, once everyone complained about them, they're like, oh, okay, I guess we can do it too now. <laughs> do you remember being a kid, like, walking to the fucking doctor's office and people were smoking in the waiting rooms and shit? Yep. You're like, what oh, the yeah. fuck is going on in there? You're just a little That's kid, like, like bleh, bleh, bleh. you go into the doctor's office, they're like, you have black lung. I'm like, yeah, I just fucking got it in the waiting room, you prick. What the fuck? <laughs> but, <laughs> you got uh, the tar but, of a 70-year-old man. But, but, but that was a great episode because... First, you know, that you can't smoke indoors and, you know, th- this is something that Bill can't, you know, he doesn't want to give up. It's too hard. So Dave's like, I'll give up drinking coffee. And Dave is a coffee fiend. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'll give up coffee, uh, you know, if you give up the cigarettes. And then the the next morning, like, uh, Bill and Dave are talking. And then, uh, like, you know, they, they, they both look disheveled. They both look like, uh <laughs> and Matthew comes in and they both scream at him. And it's like, wow, it's only been like nine hours and 20 something minutes <laughs> since they gave up their vices. <laughs> but yeah, at the end, basically the, you know, the, the, the booth where, where they uh, actually, you know, like, uh, you know, like do all the, the, the uh, newscasts. Joe is putting like some <laughs> stuff around the outside to plug up any like ventilation <laughs> and the whole thing just fills with smoke, right? The whole thing is filled with smoke. <laughs> and 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 you see all of a sudden a match light up. It's built <laughs> about to smoke another. <laughs> what was the one with uh Matthew when he they put him on the air and he says like buttafuco wrong? Yeah. It's like oh, implied that, was- that he says like buttfucker or buttfucko or something. But yeah, yeah, buttafucko. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like okay, no, 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 no. What, what, what you said was, yeah. It's like <laughs> what, yeah. It's like okay. It's no. It sounds a little more that way. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Jimmy James comes in, and like Matthew is like like over his shoulders, like but a Fuko. It's like. Because I wish you'd have said it that way. We might still have our sponsorship or something like that. Oh, it's like, yeah, we lost it. It's like, but at the one part, though, it's like, you know, he does that. Butterfuko is like, Butterfuko to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was um, the the two that John Lovitz were on before he was a main cast member of the last season were pretty Mm -hmm. freaking good. Did you catch those ones at all? No, I didn't catch those. Phil Hartman gets in a screaming match with a parking ticket. Uh, for a uh, cop and ends up in a mental hospital <laughs> and yeah uh john lovitz is in there with him pretending to be like a doctor and shit and he's like so what seems to be you know your trouble and he's like i'm not telling you anything because then you're just gonna write it on your clipboard and have another reason to keep me in here for longer and he's like oh, you know, just like that <laughs> just like that you know but then they find out he's another patient and he's crazy as shit and he keeps like um he pulls out a cigarette and he's like, cigarette? And he goes, no, thank you. Goes, I wasn't talking to you. I was addressing the cigarette. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, you're crazy. Oh, and he's got this running joke about how he just keeps talking. He goes, ah, oh, make me feel good, baby. And he's talking to his cigarettes the whole time. Oh, my God. And then he's like, uh, I got to when he when he finally gets to leave, 
gives him. He's like, I got a, a going away present for you, and he hands him a cigarette. <laughs> and he's like, I'm really gonna miss you. And he goes, I'm gonna miss you too, pal. And he goes, I was talking, I was to, the talking to the cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty funny episode. And then I think it was the first one of season four. Dave's just sitting in his office, and he looks over and he sees somebody on the wi- in the window. He's on like the you know the thirtieth floor or whatever the hell. Yeah. And it's John Lovitz, and he goes, "Good morning." And he's like, "What? What are you? What are you doing?" <laughs> and he goes, "I'm gonna jump." And he's like, "Okay." And he like, and then they have to deal with a jumper on the ledge. And, oh God. Um, <laughs> Bill basically decides. <clears throat> uh, Phil Hartman decides he wants to make it a big news story, and he's gonna become a hero by talking this guy off the ledge. <laughs> so he gets in a harness that you know Bill's hook concocted for or, uh, Joe's concocted for him and goes out on the ledge and yeah there's a great scene like the whole thing is them two on the ledge and it's really funny and uh, Andy Dick is Matthews down below and they're like we need to drop any dead weight anything you got change in your pocket or kick your shoes off all that we got to get rid of that so the the harness don't break so you just got Andy Dick at the bottom on the sidewalk just trying to catch <laughs> shit. They throw like a handful of change down and it just fucking knocks him in the face, you know. <laughs> and then all the, like the shoes come down, hit him in the face. Nice. And John Lovitz pulls I, again the, the physical humor, <laughs> right? John Lovitz, um, he goes, "We're not going anywhere. You're not pulling us in." And he goes, "Why was that?" He goes, "I got a pair of scissors here. If you don't let me finish my statement, I'm cutting the rope. We're both gonna fall." And so he's just like, "Okay, fine." So, but there comes to the point where. He finally decides to drop the scissors and it cuts to Andy and you're waiting. Oh, no. You're waiting for the scissors <laughs> to come down and like and he, he catches them perfectly. The one thing he catches perfectly is the scissors that were dropped. At his <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd is now gathered on the sidewalk like, yay, good job. Good job. <laughs> so, yeah, those were actually really good. And um, they make a big deal of it when he takes over about the character being a very good friend of Phil Hartman of Bill. Mm-hmm. And I think that was for the audience sake, because they're like, maybe if the audience is aware of how good of friends that Phil they, Hartman and John Lovitz were, they maybe have. they'll be more accepting of him. But mm-hmm. yeah, so it was pretty good. Um, did you uh, watch the one with the, uh, the the cane? Not this time. Which would remind me which one that was. <laughs> where where uh, Was that where <laughs> Jimmy James just wanted to walk with a cane or something? No, it was Bill. <laughs> he thought it made him look more sophisticated or something, right? Yeah, he, he just liked it. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, you know, like he's using it for everything. Like somebody, somebody's asking him. It's like, uh, is this where the um, <laughs> like something offices is like? No, no, you you want to go there. down? <laughs> hey, every every pointing yeah. thing he's doing with the cane. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then make a quick right. <laughs> they talked then, a lot about down. that. Um, the elevator area how it was like their dead zone like a lot of shows will have like yeah. a, a part of the stage where i guess it's just not as easy for the audience to see mm-hmm. and i know a lot of their bits that they did in that little hallway they said never really worked as well it's because like oh wow the location of it was i think just off enough where the audience couldn't really oh that stinks i, I didn't even realize because there were other funny things like uh uh like the the, the one where they replaced the sandwich machine yeah, it was out in that hall. Wasn't there something with a massage chair or something out there at one point? Or I, I believe so. But uh, I, I love what they replaced the sandwich machine with an, an arcade game that uh, Dave used to play like throughout his teen years, like w- like wasted his teen years playing this game. And in fact, like I guess like he was up late playing it 
when he had to take the SATs and he didn't do that great on the SATs. And then uh, Lisa, she, she, she's like the overachiever. And she's like, she was like f- feeling like, like, like not as smart. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to go, t- you know, take the SATs, you know, like, like the, the, uh, the practice test. So <laughs> like, you want to take it with me? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. But of course the whole night now he's playing <laughs> the freaking arcade game again <laughs> and then realizes like, oh crap. <laughs> oh, there, there was an Amos and Andy reference in one of the episodes I watched. Oh, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember if I saw that one. Uh, it started. It was a cold open where um, Beth had designed this hat that was like the Donald hat from Fat Albert. Oh no, I didn't see remember that. Remember the one. the guy yeah, with yeah. the holes in the hat, and it kind of yeah, hangs dumb, over dumb his Donald. face. Yep. And everyone always, even I was a kid, always thought that was Mushmouth. So they'd always say, "And like, oh, I love your Mushmouth hat." And she goes, "It's actually Donald. It's not Mushmouth, you know." Yeah, Mushmouth was the right. So yeah. um. Andy come, or Matthew comes in and he's like, oh, let me borrow. I'm going to I'm going to mess with Joe. Give me your hat. And he puts it on backwards so he can't see the holes are in the back. And um, <laughs> he starts doing that like that voice. Duh, blah, 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 blah. And he it's not Joe who comes in. It's Catherine. Oh, no. Who's black. <laughs> yeah. So then oh, she said no. and, he, and he puts out his hand, you know, and he feels her and she's like, hello, Matthew. And he like pulls, you know, pulls the hat off and he's like. Oh god! And she says, "Maybe you'll do a little Amos and Andy for me next." <laughs> and, he, and he goes, "Uh, uh, uh sir, Kingfish, like the real." And I, and she goes, "You know what I have to do, Matthew, don't you?" And he goes, "Yeah." And you just hear her smack the shit out of him. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I get that reference now." <laughs> I bet nice. you the first time I saw that, I was like, "Who the fuck are you talking about, Kingfish? What?" What, 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 what was the 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 one episode that was that was uh, like uh oh the, the the complaint box where where they install oh, a complaint yeah, box yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, basically with the buzzer that goes off every time a thing is put into the box yeah. and it's just like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they were all like the most stupid mundane shit yeah <laughs> and uh, I, I think uh. I think Bill put uh, like a, a thing in there. Help! I'm trapped in a complaint box. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode. Remember, we were talking about shitty Urkel episodes. Like we mentioned, yeah. the little kid from My Wife and Kids. We compared him to Urkel, and we talked about the um, like the ridiculous storylines that Family Matters would have in the episode <laughs> where Bill is in the insane asylum with John Lovitz. They're laying in bed, and he's like, "Tell me another story." And he starts telling him a plot of one of the Family Matters episodes. And he's like, Oh my so, God. <laughs> so it like it does like a time lapse. And he's like, So then Urkel sends Urkelbot to the job interview instead of going himself or whatever. And John's like, Why? And he goes, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I was like, Oh, we just talked about that. Yeah. Uh, you, you know it was a, a a freaking funny episode, the episode with um with with, with Mr. James, like he had put out like a uh, a memoir like early on. It didn't do so well, so he had it translated into Japanese, and like all of a sudden it hit big in Japan. It's like it's like the number one like uh, on the bestseller list in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> 
So he has it retranslated it back into in, in, into English, English. Which go, always goes well. Which always goes well, yes. And uh, <laughs> so so he's there, like at a, a bookstore, to 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 do uh, to read a little chapter or you know, like a an excerpt from from his book. And uh, the the book changed from the the like taming the corporate lion or something like that to donkey. <laughs> oh, what the hell was it? Show. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's uh, Clerks too. Uh, Bachelor party. <laughs> well, basically, it's just it, it's totally twisted now, and the you know, like the 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 reading does not go as well as <laughs> as he expected. And the thing I found funny was there were people in that like in the bookstore audience, like the person that actually. Uh, asks questions about it's like uh when when you said in that uh chapter donkey 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 (laughs) (laughs) what what were you trying to convey so seriously yeah that was that was brian posein he was in multiple i think episodes there was one that had him david cross and um mm -hmm. why can't i think of his fucking name better call saul what's his name Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Bob yeah, Odenkirk. They, they were all three in like the same episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were doing Mr. Show, I believe, at the time. Bob mm-hmm. Odenkirk and David Cross. Posehn was also on Just Shoot Me a bunch. It was yes. funny. funnier than hell on there. Oh, yeah. Posehn has one of my favorite big creepy guy jokes where he's just like, when you look like me, you can't do a lot of night digging. <laughs> <laughs> And I can I can I can totally hear him do, saying yeah, that too. Exactly. He, that was one of my favorite stand-up bits ever. It's like one sentence. <laughs> now well, I look yeah. just like him, so I can't do any night digging either. So yeah, I, I think also in the audience was uh, like I, I think it was uh, Cross was in there, and I, I I still have to look it up. I have to look up the episode. I think Cross J- was on. Just shoot me a lot too, wasn't he? Oh, uh, he he may have been actually. Anyway, you but, have to look up what. Um. Another person that I'm pretty damn sure I I was like, wait a second, that's Ron Jeremy, I believe, was in the audience. He's in jail now, ain't he? Oh, yeah, I believe he is. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Patrick Warburton was on a few episodes. I think he was dating. Yes. Uh, I, actually, he, he married Lisa at the one point. Oh, yeah, she did get married to someone besides Dave at the end. Did you watch the finale? No, I, I I didn't get to watch that one because like I had yeah, forgotten how it ended, but yeah, um, <clears throat> Jimmy James retires and moves to New Hampshire, and brings a lot of them. And with then him. he gets he gets real lonely, so he comes back and he's like trying to talk everyone to going with him, and I guess everyone goes except for Dave and Matthew. So now <laughs> Dave's stuck at the office all alone with fucking Matthew. Oh, <laughs> and I. After that episode, I was like, "Man, I would love to see that spinoff." Or it's just, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> him stuck. It's like, hey, hey, how long would it be till Dave kills Matthew? <laughs> him stuck in hell with just fucking Matthew for the rest of the show. Uh, I love also other little uh, jokes, like you know Beth, uh, played by uh, Vicky Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what her last name was? Um, no, not offhand. 
Neither does anyone else. She actually had no last name. If I, <laughs> I remember, I think it was on and, the commentary. And she actually claims it, too, that she has no last name. <laughs> I think it was on one of the commentaries, too, where she talked a lot about, um, I think this was right around that, was it Suddenly Susan that had Kathy Griffin on it? Yes. yes. And how everyone just thought she was Kathy Griffin? Right. Because they were because similar the bright, characters, red the red hair. Like, uh, they don't, they look similar, but not exactly alike. But right. I want to say suddenly Susan was just after this started. I think so. But one of the proposed things that they uh, talked about because of like, oh, she claims to have no last name, that they plan to actually have Jimmy adopt Beth <laughs> as his daughter. I, I th- that was an episode, right? No, no, no. It was. That was one of the plans, but they never went through with it. I do remember hearing that, so maybe they mentioned that on one of the commentaries then. Oh, that that could be. It's such a good show. All I got to say is watch this fucking show. I don't understand all the shows that get so much praise, mm. and this one just kind of got buried somewhere in... Yeah, and... Was it rerun a lot? I don't remember a lot of reruns, though, No, I, I don't rem- it's remember It's 97 a lot of episodes... Either. Did they did they miss the fucking rerun bank by three episodes? Because that'd be a bitch. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's I see think A and E ran it. A and E, I think, ran it for a while. Let's see. let's see. Like you said, that first season was only seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And then you say twenty eight. Oh, so so okay, twenty one in the second season. So twenty eight. <laughs> let's see, fifty three. According to IMDb, it's ninety seven episodes. Let's see. Are they right? So 75 if this show missed fucking syndication 70, by 70 I mean 97 yep wouldn't 97. that be a bitch if they were like sorry you're three episodes short we can't like no it's like you gotta be kidding they well that's like uh you know one, one of the shows I'm sure you liked too being a Kevin Smith uh had uh which are comic book men comic book men like just missed you know get, getting the the hundred I think AMC still re-ran it a lot, though, didn't they? Yeah, they still re-ran it. Because they that's what they do, is they just fucking run the shit out of it. Hey, another Walking Dead marathon for six days straight. That's all they do is yep. reruns. Oh, it's well, like well, Impractical Jokers and, on True. It, that's all they run. It's like, and here's Fear the Walking Dead, and here's uh, the Walking Dead uh, come back. Um, I'm surprised. Life with the Walking Dead. I'm surprised True TV hasn't just changed their name to Impractical Jokers TV, because that's all they fucking show is that one show. True. Their biggest hit, you know, which I love, but still. Yeah, same here. And, uh, they, they do have another good show on there called Fast Foodies. I think you, you would enjoy. I've not seen it, but I do like some fast movie. Fast boobies? Yeah, but, <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Fast movies. <laughs> I hate when I spill fast foodies on my fast boobies. <laughs> you got to eat it off. Yum, yum. Eat them up. If, 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 if you were a fan of the Little Rascals, you, uh, you, you would know that one. Butterfuko to you, too. <laughs> Butterfuko to you too. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to cover on uh, one of the greatest shows that nobody watches? And there was an episode where where Dave badmouths the station, like in, in an interview. Well, that was came that a, from, based on a Paul Sims interview. Yes, yeah, where he he tore apart, and it's like ah oh, shit, <laughs> and yeah, so basically he he made an episode out of it. <laughs> Well, yeah, like they gave him all the worst time slots. And then even if you get a bad time slot, you might slowly trickle an audience into that time slot. But then if you just move it again, yeah, you just move it again. And then it's like no one's going to know about it. Yep. 
I did hear Kevin Smith talk highly of this show one time, and I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody somebody knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Here, here's the uh, thing. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, 97 episodes. It's like it's it's aired on A&E. <laughs> Nick at Night, actually, who <laughs> aired uh, News Radio really? for a while. And uh, TBS. Good. It needs to be rerun more. I didn't. I mean, although and, people don't really watch TV anymore, right? It's all streaming. True. <laughs> we met, like I talked about, I was like, oh, I want to watch that Martin reunion. Oh, wait, I have to get BET plus. Right. Yeah. It's like all these. The and, fuck? And, and the same thing up with uh, like some of the South Park things right now. It's like, oh, I'd have to get Paramount plus. It's like, oh, come on. Another well, streaming- what, what was their fucking deal, though? Like, oh, we're doing like 20 movies for like two billion dollars or some shit, wasn't it? Uh, I I didn't get the full. It was you know, a stupid. What the deal was. It, whatever it was the a, deal was, they made was stupid fucking money. It was like two, yeah. I think it was like two billion dollars for like twenty Damn. movies or some shit. I don't know. I, I didn't even realize it was that much. Holy crap! South Park creators sign a nine hundred million dollar deal. Nine hundred. Oh my god! So almost a billion. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> go, go go go, Matt and Dave. I I, I Matt and Dave. No uh. Trey and Matt. <laughs> Trey. <laughs> it's like, I'm thinking of Matt and Dave is from, uh, I think, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Matt and Dave is from News Radio. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was thrown off. But, yeah, going back to News Radio, yeah, this this show never got the love it should have gotten. And literally, I saw the DVD on a shelf and go, I love Phil Hartman. I'm going to buy this. And I watched it. And I was like, and then every season that came out, I bought every DVD that came out. And I've been in love with it ever go. since. Yeah, for, for all those that want to watch it streaming now, I know it's uh, free streaming if you have Roku. The Roku channel actually has all the episodes. That, that's a free all app seasons, too, right? All episodes. Yes, it is. Uh, Pluto TV, I think, had the first two seasons. So First two seasons. And again, with Pluto TV, Pluto TV you're beholden to them playing it in order. You know, like it's... It's like a regular channel. You're watching. They no, they have on it's demand not like as well. You, you can, oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Pluto does have some now. I forgot about. They have that. Li- a live TV station thing, and then they also have the on demand yes. section now. But yeah, definitely, you need to watch this show. I'm glad you decided. I gave you the option to pick the last one for the season. I'm glad you chose News Radio because I love it. Yeah. Uh, so much, and it's always fun to revisit the show. I think in oh, in yeah. moving now, this will. I'm I'm putting a lot of my movies in storage, but I think these seasons will be coming with me, so I can go through them all again. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so we're gonna have a little bit of a buffer. I am moving. I think we're gonna pop up some bonus episodes of his show, my old show, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna do our countdown for uh, our favorites for the twenty yes, shows and- that we've covered. And then we're going to do a little surprise for the season ender. Nice, nice, nice. And then we'll be back after a, another little couple weeks there, and we'll come back with season two. And I think we're going to kick off probably with F Troop. we got to find somewhere he yes. can watch it. And, and on our Flyery Storage. Damn it. Corporal Agarn. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, so if if I had a hat right now, I'd try to hit, it, uh, hit you with it. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and that's one of those shows also, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but that's an interesting one. I'm trying to remember if we did any shows that started in black and white and went to and color, ended in color. Well, if you want to talk about that new uh, Monstrous trailer, uh, Rob Zombie can go kiss my ass. Uh. 
I mentioned the tra- the the teaser trailer a few episodes back and told you how shitty it looked. And now yeah, they've released the full trailer. Oh my god, this is the dumbest looking uh, thing. Okay, I- I'm gonna have to take a look. It literally looks like it was shot at a Halloween USA. And those actors, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Stop it. Stop employing this no. man. Rob Zombie, go do your fucking music over there. Okay? Stop it. <laughs> Does he even do music anymore? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I think he's just, like, giving up music and, you know, he's got the movie bug, but... I think this is a streaming exclusive for... Was it Peacock? I think Universal and Peacock, right? Yeah. yeah I believe so, so yeah. <laughs> Just fucking quit hiring this man to do movies. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rob Zombie, you can suck our peacock. Um, Damn. <laughs> you can suck my Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find us, Nick? But, <laughs> well, if you want to find us <laughs> and hear other sorts of colorful words, um, you, you can find us on uh, Gmail. At uh, sitcommyface at gmail.com. You can hit us up at Twitter at sitcommyface. Even though I don't think we put much Shh, out there. Don't tell them that. Just let them follow first. Well, you follow, we post. That's how it works. Go leave us a good review. Uh, don't fucking. Exactly. T- tell that other guy he was he was wrong. He was really wrong. How dare you, Nick, not know every fucking thing about news radio that ever happened. <laughs> Oh, by, by the way, what, one thing I forgot to also bring up real quick. Uh, another person that had a recurring role on a couple of episodes, Norm. Did he? Oh, I don't remember him on here at all, but... He he, he played a uh, lawyer, I believe. Well, see, now I don't remember that. I've watched the show a bunch. Now I'm going to get a fucking terrible review because some asshole's like, I can't believe you didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was Jimmy's lawyer. Roger. Weird. Yeah, I don't remember He was that initially played by Norm, and later, one of the writers, Drake Sather, actually did a vocal impersonation of Norm. Like over the phone or something? The, yeah, for, like for uh, the, the following stuff. Huh. For those that haven't watched, watch it. And again, if you want to see us also on Twitch, where can they find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Bidwell Fog. And I'm um, twitch.tv slash netnick191. There it is. Go check out our Facebook page, Sick on My Face. And uh, we're on every podcast platform that you probably use, including some you probably don't. I get the exactly. most random emails from podcast catchers, and I'm like, what the fuck are you, and why are you contacting me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what would we like them to do, Nick? We hope you'll my face baby my face good riddance